That shit's so cool. I don't know why. Oh, dude, it's I I love it. I mean, I grew up with that shit. I I just I I I I'm obsessed with it. I love it. I yeah. always, and everybody, you know, everyone I grew up with, everyone, you know, like you talk to any Italian kid, they just they act like they're in the mafia. Yeah, yeah. Every did you? The last one of them. I I acted like it. Yeah, sure, I did. Yeah, of course. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like you're because tough shit. Oh, because there's so many people who aren't Italian that just assume that of you anyway. Oh yeah, you know, and uh, there was. Uh, there was a there was a time so when my wife and I got engaged, we had this apartment on the beach um, in a place called Long Beach, which is in a place called Long Beach. It's a place called Long Beach. Yeah, it's, it's not uh, the Long Beach. It's it's a pretty long beach actually, but it's not the Long Beach. It's a pretty no. It's it's it, I mean it's the Long Beach for the East Coast, um, and it's just it's just uh, east of Queens. Did you ever hear of the Rockaways? Nah, probably not. It's it's in like it's in mob movies and shit. If you haven't, who am I talking to? Um, no, dude, I love mob. <laughs> it's just a little bit further east than where Goodfellas takes place. Okay, all right. Um, and it's oh, it's actually where Godfather takes place, Long Beach. Okay, yeah, but they call it Long Beach and uh, Godfather. I don't think not in the movie, but in the book, yeah. they, they say it. Uh, okay, you read they, the book? No, my mom did. I'm not. Oh. Read the book. But actually, actually, they might they might say Long Beach like in the telephone number or some shit like in the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it it might it might be like a like one or two drops in there. But uh, so when so when we lived there, um, we so it was I had the studio at the time, and the only thing I ever really bought myself in my entire life up until that point, uh, and I didn't even buy it. I leased a BMW. Okay, that's right. You told me about this. Yeah, I told you. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, you told me that you leased a BMW. Yeah. Okay. So I had a BMW. I have. I still. I've. I've never stopped leasing BMWs after that. I love okay. those cars. Stop me if I told you this story. Okay. So, so we get this apartment and we're engaged, and it's the first apartment we're sharing together after being engaged. Yeah. And so I, I'm 25 at this point. Mm-hmm. So I'm 25, and I have a new BMW, and I have a an apartment on the beach, right? Now, keep in mind, like this apartment on the beach, it's not like it was a million dollars or anything. It was the same rent as just about every other apartment. Mm-hmm. But I got lucky. Like the, the apartment we were looking at right before this was literally a shoebox and it cost $100 less. Yeah. And the guy who we were using for the, like, the apartment agent or whatever, uh, he's, like, he's like, this one place just opened up. You got to come down and check it out. And I had just left Long Beach to go back to where I was. So I got back in the car and I drove back down and he, he walks me up and it's the second to top floor in an apartment building right on the beach. So I go up Damn. in there and, and it's a big apartment, big, I wouldn't say it's beautiful. It could be beautiful, but it had like really shitty carpeting and painted like yellow and shit. Yeah, it was just like not great. Yeah. Um, but it was good enough, especially for being 25 and it had a balcony that just overlooked the ocean. It was pretty nice. It yeah. was pretty, and it was. We were a few blocks away from the boardwalk, so and we didn't have all the noise and stuff like that from the boardwalk. So it was really nice. It was super peaceful. Um, so there were there was a couple of kids that lived in the building with their parents who were probably like in their late teens, early twenties, and they would always catch me doing something where they weren't quite sure who I was or what I was doing, you know. <laughs> So like I and I I owned a studio at the time too. So I worked I worked from home a lot of times. Sometimes I didn't work from home. Sometimes I get home late. Sometimes I'd be home in the middle of the day. Like you know, no one really knew what was going on. I always had a parking spot right in front of the building. You know, but a lot of it had to do with the times that I was around. Um, But they didn't know that. And when we moved in too, they my dad was helping us move in. And my dad, you know, my dad Vito, really yeah, you know, like yeah, Italian, you know, um, he, uh, we're talking to like the building superintendent or something like that. And we're trying to get something into the apartment. I don't know if it was like a couch or something that we were trying to, I forget exactly what we were trying to do, but we were, it was something that we needed help with. And my dad's, my dad's standing there. He's like, he's like, listen, he's like, 
he's like, who do I have to grease to kind of get this thing going? You know, like he's, he's just like, well, what do I have to do? You know, who am I giving money to to make sure that this goes OK? And they would like walk by and see things like this happen, you know. And um, so one day <laughs> so my dad, my dad, my dad and my mom uh, grew up with these two guys, Richie and Sal, that opened up a body shop. And a lot of times they would help us out. They would, you know, like sometimes, like, especially me, like if, if something happened in my car, I would just give them some cash and they would fix it up for me, you know, and it would be, they'd just like do it. No problem. They were like, don't worry about it. We'll take care of you, you know? And, uh, so he sounds like 100% mafia. Nah, no, nah, no. Nah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. They own a body shop. Yeah. It's a body shop. It's a legit yeah, body it's a- shop. It's a legit body shop. Yeah. Um, so, but you know, they would help us out sometimes cause they, cause my parents grew up with them. So they would help out. So, so Richie, Richie has a, a son named Richie too, Richie Jr. Fuck. And sure. my, <laughs> my wife always laughs about it. Cause I'm always like, Oh, Richie's son, Richie, you know? So she, she would always like break my chops about it. I was like, Hey, leave us Italians alone. All right. <laughs> my wife's Irish. Um, and, uh, so 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 one day they uh, I forget what happened. There was something messed up with my car. Someone someone hit my bumper or something like that. So Richie's like, bring it down to the shop, I'll fix it up for you. You know, just just pay me for like the parts, like, you know, no big deal. He's like, Don't worry about it. So I bring it down to the shop, blah, 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 whatever. Um I go to pick it up and he said he said, Listen, we're gonna be in the neighborhood. He goes, I'll stop by and you could just pay me. He, you know, he's like, I'm not going to be here when you pick up the car. Just pay me later. I'll, I'll, I'll stop by your apartment. So I was like, all right, cool. So it was, um, it was a little bit, it was like drizzling a little bit, you know? Yeah. Pay me this picture. Yeah. So it's, so it's, so it's drizzling a little bit. It's, uh, it's afternoon. It's maybe like three o'clock in the afternoon or so. And Richie calls me up. He goes, Hey, John, I'm going to be in the neighborhood. Meet me downstairs. I'll, you know, like, I'll give you, you know, I'll give you the paper. You know, I don't even know what it was. He gave me something, or maybe he was just coming to pick up the cash, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I go, Oh, yeah, this is what it was. So he goes, He goes, Meet me, meet me at the, uh, at the front door. He says, And you could just give me the cash there. He says, You know, don't, don't worry about it. I'll just, I'll just, you don't, I don't have to come up. You don't have to buzz me up, none of that shit. So I said, Cool, I'll meet you down there. So, uh, so I go down there. So Richie's son, Richie, is driving his Infinity that he has. He's got a really nice, okay. beautiful Infinity. And uh, but they're car guys too, you know. Like car guys always yeah. have nice cars. So Richie is in the driver's seat. His son, Richie Junior, is in the driver's seat. Richie gets out, and they're caught. They're both. They're, we're all Italian in this situation. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he gets out of the car. And Richie's got his jacket, and it's raining a little bit. He's got the collar popped up a little bit, you know, because it's cold out. And I'm we're standing in kind of like the vestibule where the doors is like the front door, and then there's the buzzer, and then there's the second door. We come in, yeah. So I'm there, and Richie's standing there, and I'm, you know, I I I look, I'm 35 now. I'm almost 36, and people still think I'm like 24 years old. Yeah, yeah. So when I was 25, I probably looked a lot younger, you know. Um, so I'm standing there, and it was it was I don't know, it was like maybe three grand to fix the whole thing because of how bad the yeah. bumper got messed up. So I took out, you know, what year is this? 2008. Yeah. 2008. Okay. So, you know, I got like three grand in cash and, and Richie and me are in the vestibule and he's standing there and I'm just, I'm just counting it real quick. And as I'm counting it and he's standing there waiting with his son in the car with the car running right in front, Oh man! These same kids who would see me all the time are walking in, and I turn over and I look at them, and Richie looks at him. Richie looks at them, and I look over and I go, "Hey, how you doing?" And then they just keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny because because after that, so I give him the, I give him the money, blah, blah blah. Thanks, Richie. Whatever, blah blah blah. I'll see you soon. He goes off. You know, very simple transaction, nothing crazy. But after that day, the way that the people in that building treated me and treated my wife was unbelievable like gold they would open the door for her they wouldn't they wouldn't look directly at her they would only smile at her they would talk to me they would always say how are you they would ask me if i needed help with anything it was unbelievable i got all the benefits of being in the mob without being in the mob <laughs> <laughs> it was the funniest thing um yeah yeah, so uh hey, welcome to episode six. <laughs> <laughs> where uh where uh 
we're 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 talking uh, graphic design. <laughs> um, you know, a little story to kick it off. Uh, so let's uh, let's let's jump right into it, man. We got a we got a lot of we got a lot of responses from last week's episode. Yeah, lots of people are mad about Jurassic Park, as they should be. Yeah, but I mean, I th- I thought I kind of came around a little bit. Yeah, I admitted yeah. the first one was okay. You know what though? I think I think if you're if you're saying anything bad about Jurassic Park, you deserve to get roasted. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It uh, doesn't matter. You start if you if you come out of the gate and you're just like, "Yo, Jurassic Park three sucks," without anything else. Well, yeah, all right, fine. But like, people <laughs> are still gonna come out of the woodwork and just be like, "Yo, like even Jurassic Park three is part of a legacy." That's how good Jurassic Park 1 is, is that every movie after it gets an excuse. All right, so uh, one of the first questions. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest eye roll I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, somebody wrote in said, uh, loving the new Contino website. Did you do it or do you have a web guy now? Also, what platform is it designed on? Oh, this is a great question. So today, this is being released on uh, Monday. We're recording this over the weekend. Um, the Contino website is official. It's officially launched. So I've been uh, talking about this for a while, and we finally got it done. Um, so it's ContinoStudio.com. And uh, yeah, I I did the majority of it myself. Brent helped out. Uh, he helped out with a lot of the animation work. Um, and it is built on Word, WordPress using uh, Semplice 4. And the team over at Semplice 4 um, also helped us uh, put together some, you know, some of the special things that we had on there, some stuff that's not already built in. Um, so they are awesome. That platform has been fantastic. I highly recommend it. Um, uh, check it out. It's like it's super flexible and it looks great and it runs great. And I'm very happy with it. Um, I kept this one out of the hands of the web guy. Yeah. I was just like, I, I want this. I want this one. No. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Awesome. You built it all by yourself, which is cool. Yeah. No, it was super easy to do. And I mean, I, I, I've got plenty of web experience, but not enough to do something like that from scratch. But, um, I mean, I'll give some free plugs. Uh, flywheel does the hosting, which is great. It's just like straight up WordPress hosting. So you go in there and you basically are just like, here's an, I want to start a new WordPress and you sign up and you plug in your domain or whatever. And it's already on there, ready to go. They're just like WordPress specific hosting. And honestly, the best host I've ever used in like, I don't know, shit. I've started hosting websites in like 1999 and they've always been um, nothing but a pain in the ass. The the host, yeah. you know, the hosts. Um, I had one good one for a while, but then he sold it. Um which is understandable. I would do the same thing, man. If someone's <laughs> someone's trying to offer me a big chunk of money for my business yeah. that I could just start again, like, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. usually hosts suck in my experience. Even the ones that people say are like the good ones. Like um, GoDaddy and shit. Oh, GoDaddy. Oh, don't get me started. I'm with GoDaddy, dude. They, they're totally fucking me so You use GoDaddy? Right I use GoDaddy. What are you, a 65-year-old man? No, it was just like – it was like a good deal. No, it wasn't. Uh, no, it's, that's, like, that's, like if, that's like if you walk down the street and someone's like, hey, um, I'm going to shoot you with a needle full of dirty diseases, but it's only five ninety nine a month. You'll be like, wow, shit. Well, tell me how much is the other one first. <laughs> <laughs> Always on the lookout for a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, GoDaddy is uh, – it's garbage. I yeah. Sure. yeah, yeah. I'm going to throw out these plugs right now. These are free plugs. These are not sponsors or anything. These are these are companies I use and I actually really like. Flywheel for the hosting. Uh, I use Hover for my domains. I really, really like Hover. Both of those companies have excellent. What you don't like that? I use GoDaddy. You still on the guy? <laughs> All is, in one. Oh my god, this is embarrassing. Uh, yeah, no, use Hover. Don't use GoDaddy. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, Semplice is the platform that's built on top of WordPress. So it kind of like, uh, it, 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 it just gives you, um, it's kind of similar to Squarespace, but because it's built on WordPress, it, there's a little bit more that you can do with it. Uh, cause it's not kind of within that contained environment. Um, so if you're familiar with that kind of thing, it's similar. Uh, it's like visual you, composer. Yes. Like it's a, thank you. There you go. Perfect. A visual composer. It's really nice. Really nice. Highly recommended. So, um, yeah, check out the site. Got a lot of stuff on there. There's still more to come. 
Uh, there's a few pages on there that haven't been finished yet, but they're not pages that people are going to need every single day. So uh, check it out. Let us know what you think. We got a lot more questions to kind of go through. Let's do it, man. Here we go. All right. Let's rock and roll. Was Brent the intern drunk during episode five? Between mistaking Iron Man for Iron Giant, Caroline for Coraline, and thinking Caddyshack and the Sandlot were in the same time period, I find myself, sorry, I found myself often questioning his sobriety. Were you drunk? No. Are you normally drunk? Yeah, no. <laughs> do you, no, never. Do you drink alcohol? No, never. You don't drink alcohol? Uh, like rarely. It'll what be like you, every like three months or what something. What are you like, like some that. kind of pansy? Do you drink alcohol? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yep. When I was a kid, um, uh, my uncle had like some kind of party, I remember. And I was maybe like, I don't know, I was like maybe like 10 or 11. And I remember I was helping my grandmother like take out food and drinks and stuff to everybody. And uh, one of the guys there, um, I was just like, hey, you know, like I'm I'm going around. I'm thinking like I'm a big shot. I'm like an 11-year-old kid. I was uh, like taking drink orders and shit like that. You know, like, oh, gin and tonic. <laughs> boom, got you. You know, what do you want? A, what do you want? A, a rolling rock? Boom, got you. <laughs> <laughs> you like just learn what these are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I go up to the one guy and, and I'm like, oh, you want something to drink? Uh, I was like, oh, you want a beer or something like that? He's like, no, no, I don't drink. And I like looked and I was like, what the fuck? What do you mean you don't drink? <laughs> You're 11? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cut to like 25 years later. I'm like, I don't drink. I never drink. I haven't touched a yeah. drink in my life. You know what? In high school, like, because I had a twin brother, he would always get like fucked up like way too quick yeah. to the point where it's like we were home at like eight o'clock from a party or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, He's yeah, like yeah. passing out. Yep, yep, yep. And I, I don't know, after after high school, it was like, even during high school, just seeing that, I was kind of over it. Yeah, over I'm, I'm just, I never I never drank, smoked cigarettes, did drugs, I never did any of that stuff. I just, I'm too much of a control freak for it, and I've also witnessed too many people take it too far, to the point where I'm just like, nah, it's not for me. Yeah. Yeah. No time, really. No, no time. But then, basically, you have no excuse for messing up all those things, is what you're saying. No, I was, so, I, was, I was really drunk last episode. Uh, <laughs> um, this next question, man, it hit me really hard just because I I read it, but I read it the wrong way, I guess, the mm-hmm. first couple times that I read it. And when I pasted it into where we kind of read our questions off of. Yeah. Was that too much information for... No, no. What we do is – here we go. Here's another plug. We use Dropbox paper to keep track of all of our show notes. Yeah, love, love Dropbox paper. We do love Dropbox paper. They, they, should, they, should, they should sponsor us. Yeah. I'm a huge supporter of Dropbox. I love Dropbox. Yeah. Every time I get an email about a survey about what we could do to make Dropbox better, I respond every time. You're like, nothing. It's perfect. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Just like, I love you guys. Can I come visit? <laughs> so I read this question, I guess, wrong like three times. And when I pasted it in, it wasn't until right now that I'm looking at it. And yeah. this motherfucker got me so bad. <laughs> like, so bad. <laughs> I just read it. I didn't see it. <laughs> uh, it says... <laughs> do you want to read this one i love it i don't know who did this man but good 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 job okay it's re- okay first of all it's really funny that you've read this like three times and you didn't notice it i think i read it too small firstly while brett <laughs> he calls you brett first of all <laughs> which is great well <laughs> well <laughs> that's really, the worst part this is so funny it's so subtle it's such a yeah, so much subtlety to it i love it firstly while brett the intern has questionable movie taste uh i'd like to know more about him um can we see a photo does he dress like a mountie what's his work look like <laughs> <laughs> you know what though it's like because he kind of like it's openly t- slams me in the end it's that t- you don't t- even yeah. notice <laughs> i love it that was a great. That was a great question. Uh, bravo to you, fine listener. <laughs> oh man. Um, so yeah. So this person likes to likes to know more about you. Uh, let's give us. Okay, hold on. Let's. Uh, oh, and I, I just need to tell everybody. Uh, we we forgot to write this down in the show notes, but we have a new segment that we're going to be uh, uh, debuting on the show. Oh, today? Yes. I'm not finished. Yeah, you're not. Oh, you're not finished. 
I fell asleep. Okay, no, that we're gonna keep doing it then. You want me just to go? Yeah, with yeah, what yeah I know? We're, just, we're just gonna go. Okay, let's answer this. Let's answer this real quick, and then okay. um, we'll go into that segment. I'll write in the show okay. notes. Tell us, give us the uh, give us the elevator pitch on who Brent the intern is. Um, man, it's exactly kind of what you said, I guess. A Mountie with yeah, <laughs> whose name is wrong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the elevator pitch of Brent. Yeah, I'm in. Um, okay, hold on. Here, here. Okay. I am your girlfriend's dad right now. And she doesn't and, have a dad. Oh. So this is really easy for me. Oh, shit. I've never had to explain myself to anybody. <laughs> and I'm not going to start now. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> hold on. Hold on a second. Let's pretend that she does for a second. Okay. I'm your girlfriend's dad. Obviously, you and your girlfriend, you, you guys have been together for a while. You live together. Obviously, it's a serious relationship, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, you, you're going to have to tell me why. Tell me what's special about you, why you should be with my daughter. All right. Well, we've been together for a while, so No, 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 and, no, uh, no. Don't forget about that. This is fresh. Oh, this is brand new. This is, let's go back in time. Where's, back the, in where's time. the back in time sound effects? <laughs> <laughs> pew, 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 oh, damn. Pew. This is really hard for me. You're wearing a hat that has an A on it. What does the A stand for? The, the, uh, I'm an asshole. Okay, good. Uh, next, next. Bullet point number two. I got... Beautiful red locks that are slowly falling out. He's an he's an asshole and a balding ginger. Bullet point number three. <laughs> wow, you're really selling it. <laughs> uh, damn, dude. I'll put up a photo. All right, I'll put up a photo. We're gonna we're gonna put up a photo of of uh, Brent and uh, put up a couple of pieces of your work. Okay, you, you feel good about that? You're all right with that? I guess so. I mean, this person really put me on the spot. <laughs> But I'd have longer before I met my girlfriend's father. But yeah, well, it's that's okay. All right, well, that's over with. Good job, good job explaining yourself, Brent. All right. <laughs> okay, let's hit this last question real quick because I really like this one. Do you want me to give any preference to it or just read it straight out? I think you should read it straight out. All right, dude. Brent had a sheltered childhood so much so that he forgot the movie We're Back. Hands down, a thousand times better than Jurassic P. The brother. With two T's. <laughs> so <laughs> my older brother listened. The, the better brother chimed in. Whoa, man. I really like how he wrote Jurassic P. <laughs> he doesn't know how to spell park, man. <laughs> well, he didn't spell Jurassic right either. <laughs> he spelled it J-U-R-R-A-S-S-I-C. Dude, he, he, I, you know what? But hold on. Wait a second. Hold on. I don't want to jump down his throat too quick because... He's talking about two T's. Maybe he's just doubling up on his letters for like a like aesthetic value. <laughs> he's just staying strong. He's keeping staying it. Strong. He's keeping it real, man. He's keeping it real. See, I already yeah. know more about your brother than you think because I know your brother keeps it real. <laughs> Dude, you're just oh man. I'm gonna you're make uh, when you go back to your parents' house and you guys are all together. I'm just I'm making I'm making this day this Sunday afternoon miserable right now. <laughs> 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 oh man okay all right let's okay this is what we're gonna do now so um hold on a second i need to find out who i gotta give credit where credit's due one second you know what though this segment of the show is gonna be worse than me elevator pitching myself you think so i don't know hold on, let's see who gave me this idea okay so um this segment was brought up to me uh, in an Instagram DM and of, of course Instagram being the pile of garbage that it is I can't view the message or the username anymore and I, I can't remember who, who it was because I got like a bunch of messages in a row the other day and his, his was one of them uh, but he was asking a little bit about your knowledge of movies and and your your lack of it, I guess, is a better way to, to to put it. And we were just going back and forth for a minute, and I thought of this great segment for the show, and it is Brent the intern reviews the classics. Um, so I'm going by I'm not going by like some IMDb classics. I'm going by the real deal classics. I'm going by the ones that are important. Yeah, and when you brought that up, I was super excited too. And then you gave me the the movie to watch yes so the first movie of brent the intern reviews the classics is gremlins 2 now um have you ever seen gremlins 1 no I've never <laughs> seen gremlins 1 so you're watching gremlins 2 completely out of context and here's here's how much of a piece of shit i am i didn't want to 
because I'd never seen Gremlins. Yeah. So I wasn't going to commit to the purchase. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Do, do you know anything about these movies? Nothing. Have you heard about them in your life? Never. Never. I, I honestly seen, I, when I Googled it, I was like, are these things like trolls or? So you never, like you've never even seen a picture of Gremlins or a Mogwai or anything? N- never. And I know that my sister watched these though, but this, I don't like know this is just amazing. the name. And you have heard the name or you haven't heard the name? I've heard the name. You've that's heard it. the name Gremlins and that's as far as that. I mean, the, the word Gremlins has been around for a long time. Yeah, but in in reference to, I think, these movies maybe. Okay. And I'll have to double check. Okay. All right. Other so, than that, it might just be a generic Gremlins reference. So what did you think of Gremlins 2? Tell me, well, first of all, you fell asleep on it, you said. So, so it's worse than that. Oh, God. <laughs> so I... Originally, I was like, "Well, I'm not paying for these, right?" Yeah. I'm not paying for this because I like I really don't give a fuck about these <laughs> too. <laughs> so I was like, "I'm gonna find it online for free." Okay. And usually, YouTube has like older movies uploaded or whatever. Sure, by sure, somebody. sure, sure. Wasn't on YouTube. Wow. I found it on Vimeo. <laughs> it was on Vimeo. It was on Vimeo. Wow, the higher class YouTube. Nice. And uh, it was in French. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, but you live in Canada. You probably speak French. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you? No. Oh, <laughs> not even, not even, kind of. Um. So I watched um, probably fifteen minutes. I was like, "Wow, this is actually like pretty good." I was judging you early on fifteen minutes from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you so thought they, it was pretty good from the beginning. Yeah, I thought it was really good, actually. Okay, and then what happened? So I uh, purchased it. Okay. Uh, put it on from the beginning. Okay. Fell asleep. And wh- what point did you fall asleep? Uh, so, <laughs> man, I'm going to describe it to you and you're going to be like, that wasn't 20 minutes. Okay. And that was five minutes. Okay. Um, they walked into the uh, a shop with an old Asian man smoking wow, a pipe. Wow, that is like five minutes into the movie. The man cleans kind of some, some gunk off of uh, his elbow. And he yeah. drops his little tissue. He says, you keep it. Yes, right. And um, I believe he says, you keep it. And the little gremlin pulls it into his little... I haven't even seen a gremlin yet. I mean, you know that's not a gremlin, right? No, I thought it was a gremlin. <laughs> did you even... Did you, you didn't Thanks see, for ruining the fucking movie for you, me. You did... <laughs> spoiler alert. After the first five minutes. <laughs> well, now I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> oh, my God. So, okay. This is good. No, this is good. This is good. This is what I want. This is, I want. I want. I want the full Brent experience, which apparently only lasts about five minutes. <laughs> so that's good. Um, so you made it five minutes in. You see the hand of Gizmo the Mogwai. Oh man, <laughs> easy. All right, and that's I'll as, learn it on my own time. That's as far as you got. That's as far as I got. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, that is the uh, first time we're doing uh, Brent the Intern reviews the classics. Tune in next week to find out what I give Brent to watch. <laughs> Very good. You know what, though? I got to say, though, it seemed like it's got a lot of potential. That's great. That's a really good review. I think that's how they picked the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Yeah. Good. Should we, should we let people vote on what classics I watch and review? Oh, that's a good idea. I like that. Yeah. Let's, uh, we'll see. Like, what, okay. What do you, what, what movie do you want uh, Brent to um, review? Uh, write in, let us know. And then uh, I'll pick. I'll pick oh, from the so. list, and then I'll give that to you. All right, so that was good. That worked out really well this time. You know, maybe next time you can make it past five minutes. I'll try my best. All right, yeah, <laughs> Just don't give me dog shit to watch. It. <laughs> Gremlins 2 is amazing. But the, the best part is that I'll just give you a quick little background. So Gremlins yeah. 1 is kind of a horror movie, like a legit horror movie. Gremlins 2 is a comedy Oh, and man. it's a very it's a very interesting twist because people were shitting on Gremlins the first one at the beginning when it first came out because they were like, "What is this? This is like a weird, ridiculous movie. Like it doesn't make sense." Blah 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 blah. Whatever. But it became kind of like a cult phenomenon. And then when Gremlins two came out, they just took it in the other direction and went really hard into the like the comedy horror aspect of it, and it's just completely insane. It has a Hulk Hogan cameo in it, which you missed. Hulk who? Hulk Hogan. You know the I'm wrestler? Just joking. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. 
It's like really, <laughs> really famous WWE wrestler. <laughs> Span generations. <laughs> but uh, the director is also Joe Dante, um, who directed The Burbs, which I talked about last week with Tom Hanks. And all the Joe Dante universe is a very fun universe to watch. So I'm just putting that out there for you in case you ever see that name. You go, oh, maybe I'll actually watch a movie past five minutes. A Joe Dante movie is a good place to start. You know what, though? Like, you probably should have started me off on Gremlins 1. No, no. <laughs> that's not what that's. Nope, nope. That's why I quit. <laughs> no, I had to give it to you out of order. <laughs> this is like, this is part of the fun. <laughs> But I mean, you explaining it was like how important it is, episode or, uh, uh, part one to part two. Yes, that's so, why. I, that's why I made you watch part two first. And then you were gonna throw me fucking really curveball with part I really one. I wanted to fuck you up and just be like, <laughs> "Why does this movie exist? What's going on?" <laughs> but lucky for me, you didn't even make it that far. So whatever. Here's a question, actually, that I completely forgot. Yeah. Not even a question. Sorry. But we got a lot of people writing in. Okay. That you are a dinosaur denier. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. No, that's good. I'm glad that got brought up because after I said it, I was just like, that came out wrong. Dinosaurs are real. Dinosaurs are very real. I love dinosaurs. I wish dinosaurs were around right now. In fact, when I walk outside and I see birds chirping, I think about them as little dinosaurs that have just evolved because I love dinosaurs that much and I love hearing them. Now I said dinosaurs aren't real because that was a movie. You're a with, dinosaur, dinosaur. No, because that was a movie with puppets and computer generated images. That's what I meant, but it came out wrong. Wait, 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 wait. No, you don't describe believe Jurassic that? Park again. A movie with puppets and computer generated images. Like the Muppets. Or... Yeah. You don't like the Muppets. I love the Muppets. Was Sesame, like Sesame Street is for children, but I liked it when I was a kid. Did you not like Sesame Street? Your childhood. What? what okay, hold on. Wait. Ah, we keep going That's back to this. Dirty. What did you watch as a? Oh well, you. Oh no, I forget because you're fucking ten years old and you watched shows that, like, you probably like. You probably like were too young to like catch SpongeBob. Like that was probably off the air already. Yeah, I mean, was it? I watched it as a, no, 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 no. Oh, that was like kind of a joke, but now I'm just like, oh no, shit, no, it I'm was really definitely not. I never watched it when I was like younger. I watched mm-hmm. it like. In my like late teens, which okay. it serves perfectly fine. Then, I mean, right? SpongeBob is still good. Yeah, but I was just ah, oh, Jesus Christ, you really are young. <laughs> no man, you know what? We had a show, uh, a Canadian show called uh, Jacob Tutu. That sounds that was made in Ontario. Mm-hmm. It was fucking amazing. No, it wasn't. Dude, it was so good. No, it wasn't. It was like the. It was like maybe the first time that I seen like animation being done using like uh, After Effects and stuff. Which is like not good animation, but it was just interesting to see and mm. kind of understand like how, how it was made. Mm, I'm going to go ahead and say that this probably isn't a good show. Not a great show. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. All right. Dinosaurs are real. I love dinosaurs. All right. Well, so, <laughs> I don't know what to think, man. Last episode, you're saying they're not real. Now you know you're saying they said, are real. You know what I should have said is that, okay, so Brent edits the show. I should have said that you cut it to make it sound like that. That would have been a better answer. <laughs> dinosaurs are real. <laughs> right, right there. John's a dinosaur denier. <laughs> dinosaurs aren't real. <laughs> you gotta watch what I say around here. Yeah, man, I'm I'm gonna cut it up. This is a, this is a good one. Okay. This is a good uh, quick, quick hit. Laser round. Laser round. Shoot them at me. List your top five underrated New York bands. Oh, just New York bands in general? Yeah. Well, two of them were my bands. <laughs> <laughs> Are you on Wikipedia? No. Um, I, I put no. <laughs> I put my own band on Wikipedia once and they took it down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I was like, I swear to God, this is accurate. And they were like, no, it's not. <laughs> um, oh, man, top five underrated. See, you know, that's tough, though, because like, I'm coming from an underground scene where a lot of people don't know the bands that I like. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, so like in the hardcore scene, like if I said, if I said the band Indecision, that is a very important band in New York hardcore history. Um, but to people who don't listen to hardcore, they would be like, I don't know what that is. You know what I mean? You know what? Let's twist this then. Top five radio bands that everyone will know 
top or like that it just in general or New York radio bands because that's kind of just hard. in general top five my top five radio bands yeah Nirvana number one mm-hmm. Nirvana is my top five band period okay uh number two Tears for Fears I don't know if I yeah I know Tears for you Fears. ever heard of Tears for Fears you ever hear the song like Shout or Everybody Wants to Rule the World never heard of those songs really famous songs no no nothing sorry. Else. I, I was really into um, I love that I love Tears for Fears. I can listen to Tears for Fears on repeat, and I do. Um, a couple of, there's uh, uh, the albums um, Songs from the Big Chair and The Hurting, amazing, amazing albums, and real. I love working to those albums. Um, Nirvana was my number one for my entire life. I have every Nirvana recording ever. Um, I have about sixty bootleg Nirvana CDs. Why? I just love Nirvana. I used to collect Nirvana bootlegs and imports when I was a kid. I have the streets like, you want this Nirvana album? Dude, yeah, I, okay. I, Take it. I, wherever I could find a bootleg Nirvana, I got it. I have them in my basement. There's um there's a Nirvana import called Pay to Play, and it has all these like B-sides and rarities and weird bootlegs and shit like that. And through the grapevine, <laughs> through my Nirvana, you know, it, this was like – going back in the early days of the internet, like BBS systems and shit like that. Um, I was even on like weird, like Nirvana, like uh, news groups and stuff, you know, like weird, like text news groups just to like, like find songs and find these bootlegs. And this is like 90, like 95, 1995 ish, maybe like right after Kurt Cobain died. And I was trying to, trying to track all these down. I got really into it. And uh, I found out that the copy that I have, there was only 500 made in the entire world. Because, so you got like a rare. Yes, I have a super rare Nirvana import. And it, it had a lot to do with like the color and everything. And mine checks out. Number, It's in the 500. How much is it worth? Probably nothing. But I, li- I, li- I, like, the, I like the lore of the story. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Sorry for ruining that story. It's worth nothing. That's <laughs> yeah, always worth nothing. Uh, let's see. What do I got? I got two. Top two. Two in, right? Yeah. Um. I really, really love. Like, I was really into like the uh, the grunge era. So, like, um, Alice in Chains, the first. Were they on the radio? Yes. Yeah. I mean, maybe not on Canadian radio, but on American yeah. radio, they were. Um, they uh, their first. So there was uh, facelift and dirt, jar of flies and sap. Those four. It was a two two LPs and one and two EPs, and those were some of my favorite albums. So I still listen to them all the time. Absolutely love them. Um, shit, let me see. Who's two others? Uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of hoping for like more of like a you listening to the Beatles or some shit. No, nah, I'm not like, saying I don't, I don't like the Beatles. I honestly I honestly don't give a shit about the Beatles. I I just they don't like I respect them. And there's a couple of songs that I really like of theirs, yeah. but you put, if you put the Beatles on, I couldn't give a shit less. I'm just like, are we done? Yeah, I guess it's that easy kind of listening. Yeah, I always liked the harder stuff, like Metallica. I loved Metallica as a kid. Just absolutely loved Metallica. They were just in... I was all over that shit. You yeah. know? Uh, what was that, four? Let me, let me come up with one more. We got Nirvana. Tears for Fears. Tears for Fears. Alice in Chains. Alice in Chains. Metallica. And... Britney Spears. No, not Britney Spears. But will you admit that she came out with like some songs that were okay? No, I hate Britney Spears music. Every single ounce of it. I just... No. No. I, that's, that's, you, can, <laughs> you just want it. You can right. keep that. <laughs> I don't want it either. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the bands I liked, even as a kid, man, I just loved heavy stuff. So that, yeah, I'm gonna. This is a. This is. We can pick this one either way. And these are two. These are two different ends of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Pantera. Okay. Or, or Frank Sinatra. Oh fuck, Frank Sinatra. Either one of those, I could listen to the entire catalog and love my life. Yeah. Okay, you got to put one in. I'll take Frank. Yeah, okay. because because I, I got some I got some heavy stuff in there already. I'll take Frank yeah. and uh, uh, Pantera's has a few early years of stuff that is unlistenable. So 
Uh, Frank is Frank is classic. Roll the windows down, blast some Frank Sinatra. Yeah, dude, life I fucking good. love Frank Sinatra. Yeah, life is good. I love Frank Sinatra. My daughter sings. Uh, uh, what does she sing? Moon River. She does the Frank Sinatra version of Moon River. You know who did that better though? Who? Louis Armstrong. Eh. I you like, don't like Louis Armstrong. I, I like Louis Armstrong. You know what? Wait. Does Louis Armstrong sing? Um, uh, oh, America the Beautiful. Duh. Fucking okay. idiot. Having Louis Armstrong sing America the Beautiful on Fourth of July night, that is pretty like like you yeah. can't touch that. Yeah. That's as good as it gets. So do you like all that like old um blues? Blues and jazz and stuff? No, not really. What? I, I appreciate some of it, but not not so much. Did your grandma listen to a lot of that? Um like Perry Como? I don't know, actually. I think my grandmother was more of a symphony type of woman. Oh. She listened to more stuff like that. My grandfather, too. Like, I remember when they had music on, it would be more like orchestral stuff. Yeah. You know? I, yeah, 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 yeah. And my parents were more like classic rock. Okay. Deep Purple, Credence, yeah. you know, stuff Deep. like that. Yeah, that's yeah. what my parents were into. So then when I was when I was growing up, they had like classic rock, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin. That's what I grew up listening to from them. And then that naturally led into like Metallica and Nirvana and stuff that was heavier. Dude, all right. Do you ever see the movie The Gate? So with uh The Gate. Who's who's in the gate? I think Stephen Dorff is in the gate <laughs> as a child. No, I've never seen The Gate. Dude, The Gate is amazing. It's a, it's a couple of kids. It's in the 80s. Um, there's a, a tree that falls down or gets removed in the kid's backyard, and the gate to hell is underneath it. And they listen to, like, heavy metal bands, and they, they spin the record backwards, and it summons the devil out of the hole in the ground. Dude, that, is, that movie, the, the design of the monsters in that movie still haunts me to this day. Like all like uh, disformed and shit? Yes. Yeah, these just okay. like weird little demons that pop out. And they're all like kind of like stop motion because it's like mid 80s. Yeah. That I think I think I might put that as the scariest movie I've ever seen. Damn. I think I might. Yeah, I think I might do that. Mine might be uh, Bruce Willis. Sixth Six, Sense. The Sixth Sense is the scariest movie you've ever seen. Definitely. All right, moving on. <laughs> I watched it too young. <laughs> Watched it way too young, dude. What the, the Haley Joel Osment scare you? You know when the kid walks out and goes uh, to the little. He walks out and to the kid. He goes, uh, "Follow me. I'll I'll show you where my dad keeps his guns." Oh, and he yeah. turns around and half his head's missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember being like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, that's that's creepy. I wouldn't call that the scariest movie ever. I mean, have you ever seen The Exorcist? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't wasn't that scary? No, you didn't find that disturbing. I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. It's like famously the most scary, the, the scariest movie. I mean, besides like some of those like really crazy ones, like uh, like a Serbian film and all those ones that are like banned in countries all over the world. So, in The Exorcist, though, they don't actually show any any like demon or anything, do they? I mean, she's got the makeup on. There's not like no. There's not. There's not like some kind of like crazy. Yeah, like, and she's kind of like floating shit. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's what's scary, man. I mean, like that, like the mental shit is what makes things scary. Don't you think? Like if you're just seeing monsters for the most part, like, like in the gate, it's the monsters are very scary looking, but it's not so much what they look like that's scary. It's the concept and the way, like how the kids are alone in the house and the things that happen to them, you know? And it's like the mental, the fact that they are responsible for all this, for playing the record backwards and all this kind of shit, you know? Like that's what's like the mental yeah. part of it is the scary part. Wait, that they're responsible. You you you're scared mostly because they're like responsible for like. Oh no, what did I do? Yeah, dude. Because yeah. think about it. Like when you're a kid and you just like you just like yo, if you get this heavy metal record and you spin it backwards and it's like I am Satan, you know, like shit like that. Like and then all of a sudden the devil comes out. Yeah. Like, dude, that's on you. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I guess that's true. In a weird way, I'm not really scared of like, um, yeah, like the exorcist and stuff. Because in my mind, I'm like, man, I could just. uh, You could just, you could just like spit the devil out of you. Yeah. You just like. Yeah. 
And you just like spin or like out. the yeah. <laughs> man, get out of me. Uh, just like hawk a devil loogie onto the street. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Somebody get the hose, there's devil all over the street. <laughs> you ready to uh dive deep into some design questions? Yeah, let's do it. My employer asked me to come up with my job title. I know job titles are mostly BS and really don't mean much, but should I go with the standard creative service route or go outside the box? You killed it with Brent the intern's title. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like your title, um, like most people just have intern. You get your whole name in it. Yeah, it's important. Yeah. You got Brent the intern. That's, that's, that's multiple words. So that's good. Um, so I have a funny story about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so before I opened the first studio, I worked at a place called Orange 32, which was a print shop design studio, kind of half and half. And I worked there with, uh, my friend Matt Gordon, who I then opened up studio and the, the studio with and CXXVI we did together. Um, a guy named Mike Bezesti, uh, who was kind of like my lettering mentor, um, back okay. then, dude is unbelievable. Like not on social media, not like doesn't give a shit about the internet. Yeah, really? you told me about him like three years ago, I think. Uh, he's so good. He's, he's yeah. I tell him every time I see him, I'm just like, dude, you're so good. Everyone would shit themselves if they saw what you can do. And he's just like, ah, whatever. You yeah, know, doesn't care. And uh, so the other guy, so uh, so this guy named Dre owned it, and he was um, he's maybe only like nine or ten years older than me. And Matt and I are the same age, and Mike is maybe like a year or two older than me. And this other guy, Tommy, used to work there. So Tommy was um, maybe a little bit older than Dre, too. And Tommy came in there, and he was kind of like the freelance creative director. Um, he was older. He had more experience than all of us, whatever. And, and Dre is like a real, like, uh, he's, a, he's a loose cannon. He's he's a maniac. Um, and we, it, between the the five of us, it was just like absolute chaos, testosterone filled, you know, maniacs. And, and it's not like, you know, like it was Dre's business, but he just would fuel the fire just as much as anyone else, you know? So I was the last one to start working there and it was time to make new business cards. So we're making business cards and I'm like, yo, Dre. And he's like, what's up? I go, can I put a creative director on my business card? He's like, sure. So now technically Tommy is the guy who's supposed to be the creative director there. And then Matt chimes in. He goes, how about me? And he goes, yeah, sure. And then Mike's like, uh, can I get creative director too? And Trey's like, he's like, yeah, sure. Creative director for everybody. So, so like Tommy turns around. He's like, oh, what the fuck? Just crushes <laughs> yeah. this dude's title. So um, I would go with the best, the best job title you can come up with because – when it's time to leave that job and you're putting your resume together, like if you, if it says fucking creative director on there and it's a legit and you can, and that the new employer calls the old employer and they're like, Oh, was he, uh, you know, what was his position or what was her position? And they're just like, Oh, um, creative director. Then they're like, Oh shit. And that's like a free pay raise right there. You know what? Also sometimes I, Titles are bullshit, except for the way that pay scale and stuff like that works in certain right. certain companies exactly. and with HR and things like that. Sometimes changing your title to something like, man, my title's like uh, senior advisor. Senior advisor. Well, at least you got senior, senior going with you. Yeah, and it's it's really kind of it's kind of stupid. It's got nothing to do with what I do. It's all bureaucracy bullshit. It is. You know? So, I mean, if you can, if you can milk it, man, milk, milk it, milk the shit out of that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. Next question. Yeah, let's do it. Being someone who's all about personal awareness and being authentic with yourself and your work. How do you break the mold when you feel as though the corporate machine is eating your soul? I, you know, Luckily for me, I don't really feel as much like the corporate machine is eating my soul these days because I've already had to break this mold a few times. Um, And the way I did it was not a fun way. The way I did it was because I basically had no other option but to just do my thing and hope that being myself was going to be of interest to people. 
Um, I had dealt with the corporate machine for a little while, uh, trying to turn my studio into something legit. And this is mid-2000s, 2005, 2006, 2007. Um, the corporate nature of it was it was brutal because like, there's so much of a non-appreciation for design work or anything creative. And you're just like, my God, I just want to do something interesting. Like, why doesn't, why don't people want interesting things? You know, you would, and you would just be like, listen, you could have this for free, keep it, just use it. And they wouldn't want it. Um, But by the time we got to the clothing company and some bad shit happened, which I think I've talked about before on here. um, And your back is up against the wall and you're like, well, it's either, I can either just live this life where I feel like a slave to other people. I could get another job or I could just put out there what I feel like I should be and hope that people pay attention to it. And for me, that's what I did. So every time I'm starting to feel kind of stale or I'm starting to feel like I'm not being myself or being who I need to be, I just kind of go into like, uh, like fuck it mode basically. And I'm just like, just just do something. Do something a little wild. Do something crazy that someone might have a problem with or that might, uh, you know, like evoke some type of conversation or debate or something, you know. Like there's plenty of times where I would use, you know, like I use like images of death and and phrases and stuff like that where it's kind of like, um, like a real cynical view of things. Yeah. And, You're also confronting it though, yeah. Yeah, like, like just trying to confront things that – like you said, that are, um, you know, I don't know, stuff that bothers you, stuff that you feel like is is kind of unjust. I feel like to me that's always, and maybe like my work doesn't specifically say it, but it comes from a place where it's just like I'm watching the news and I feel like this is unfair, you know, and I have like that that kind of like anger boiling up inside of me and I use it to turn into something where it's just like the world is fucked up. And here's an image showing it, you know, and once I kind of do something like that, it always kind of breaks a dam a little bit and it kind of gets me back into that creative mindset of making something more interesting or, or like, it's like reinvigorating to be like, okay, I I have that, that spark again, where I'm just like, I, you know, like you get beaten down time after time after people keep rejecting shit. But if you can, if you can break down that wall a little bit, or even just like knock a hole in it. And you can just like walk through and feel like a little, like a little bit good and creative again after being beaten down so much. It's enough sometimes to really, um, you know, light a fire under your ass and just start feeling like the corporate machine doesn't have a hold on you because you're, you're, you can't be controlled. Like creativity can't be controlled, you know? And it makes me think a lot of like the, like the punk scene, like when the, when the punk scene first started and, um, and just kind of like, like, you know, spit in the face of authority type of thing. You know, like no one should be telling you how to do something or what to be or how you're supposed to live or do any type of stuff like that. And I think as a creative person, you're able to vent that in your work. You know, like I want to live how I choose to live, how I feel is right for me, you know. And of course, you know, within reason, you know, we all want to live harmoniously <laughs> but like to me like it's a good way to um really break out of some of that stuff and maybe it doesn't you know like especially if you're working for a company you know and you feel like the corporate like the corporate stranglehold is too much being able to do that ignites that spark where you you can start doing shit on the side or on the weekends or something and you can create that second life where Maybe it doesn't have to be your full your full time job, but maybe it becomes that alternate persona that you have that eventually does get you enough recognition where you could say, "Screw the corporate world, I'm getting enough out of this by itself," and then go full time and go go full like yourself. And and I think that's important too because, um, for me at least, is it's kind of been a way for me to not say fuck the corporate world, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if, if all I had was my job and somebody told me what I had to do, I kind of don't sweat it during my nine to five, to be completely honest. Right. It doesn't ruin my day because like, I, I'm not, I'm not in a position where I can't walk away. You know what I mean? I'll walk away if, if I need to. And in, in, in that weird way, I kind of don't have to walk away 
because I'm in control. No, it makes sense. It, it makes sense. I think I think as long as you have some kind of control over yourself, it doesn't have to be nine to five. It can be five to nine. You know what I mean? As long as you have some type of control, as long as you are feeling like you have an adequate amount of expression for your, you know, your thoughts and your ideas, I think that's enough. And then that can, that can bleed over into other things, your daily basis, you know, uh, things that happen on a daily basis and things like that. And, um, it's important. It's, I think it's super important to, um, constantly use creativity to vent your feelings, positive and negative. Mm -hmm. Um, because I think that's where the good stuff comes from. You know, when people start making things because they think they're supposed to make things or because it's trendy or whatever, you can spot that shit a mile away. It's boring. It's dull. It looks like everything else you've ever seen. But if it comes from a real place of true emotion, um, even if it's kind of along the same lines of things that might be trendy, people will notice it and they'll appreciate it more than the other shit that they're seeing, you know? So, um, I mean, the corporate machine will only eat as much as your soul as you let it. So if you don't let it eat your soul, it never, it, it can't. Yeah. You know, that, that's what it comes down to. And do you find that uh, even corporate worlds, like they're kind of, it's becoming easier and easier. Like people understand design. They understand the importance of good design. They, uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's getting less and less like you're just serving like what somebody wants. I think, I think it just it's opening up more. I think, well, I think because of the advent of social media, as shitty as it is, it has uh, put a spotlight on a lot of things. And one of those things is creativity. Um, yeah. I mean, if you said to someone 15 years ago, well, I'm working on my brand, no one would know what that means. But now every single thing that you watch on television or on the internet or read or something is talking about a brand. Everything is on brand. It's, it's, it's a, you know, like it, it, everything is like following a story so that everything feels unified and that it has to look a certain way. It has to sound a certain way. And I think people are really starting to understand that, um, which is good because mm -hmm. um, it lets us be more of a vital part of society. Whereas you look at designers and stuff in the past, I mean, these are nameless, faceless people that worked at newspapers and magazines and whatever. You know, no one cared about who was making those things. You know, now people care. Now people give yeah. a shit. And it's so strange too, because it's like, like people will, on the street will recognize a designer a graphic designer, not even like yeah. a clothing designer, like a straight up graphic designer. People are like, oh, you're that guy. Like that's happened to me before, you know, which is yeah. so strange because like if I had this same job that I was doing now, if I was doing it 30 years ago, no one would ever give a shit who I am. But because of like social media and how visible people are these days, um, it makes a lot more people more recognizable, which is unnecessary. But at the same time, it does allow certain industries to have more importance in the eyes of regular, you know, everyday people that don't really, you know, that aren't involved in creative, in, you know, like cre just creative shit in general, yeah. you know? So it's, um, it, it, it's like a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah, I'd say mostly you know? bad. It does have this pressure of thinking that, you know, your, your work isn't. It's not just your work that has to be perfect, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it sucks too because like you don't like there are people who want to be famous, you know. Yeah, only goal. And and it, yeah. yeah, and that kind of like it's just like well, I, I mean, to be famous is is not a goal. Like you don't, yeah. you know, like that's not a that's 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 not a goal. A goal is to do something. Being yeah. famous is is kind of like a byproduct of doing something. But like to for your goal, that's pretty to, deep, man. Yeah, like. If your goal is to be the byproduct of something, yeah. that's the most hollow shit in the world. You know? Yeah, that, that's really deep. Oh, it's awful. That's philosophical. That's the world we live in. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would rather be something. Wouldn't you rather be something? Wouldn't yeah, you rather no, absolutely. be good at something, make something, create something? You know, being, yeah, I mean, being famous doesn't leave a legacy. It doesn't change anything. It's just someone that people recognize. And then you're dead, and then they forget about you. Yo, there's a lot easier ways to be famous than 
Like, can you imagine like how many like hours you spent doing something? Yeah. Yeah. Just to be famous. Yeah. I know. I know. That's, I mean, oh God, that always brings me back to like the Instagram shit when people are like Instagram famous and I'm like, oh God, yeah. could there be anything worse in the world? Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, dude, it sounds just like shit. Also, here's the thing is like, I'm such like a not social person. Yeah. Like outside of. Dude. Whatever. So many people are not social. Thank God for social media. Yeah. yeah isn't that weird? Oh, that is weird. Yeah. yeah. So many people just don't want to be social and they should be able to live like that without having yeah. to sign into their bank account with their Facebook login. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whoa, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying if you want if you're a shy person, which a lot of people are, it sucks that you gotta like constantly be friggin', you know, like in front of people all the time. And just because just just because you're just existing. You're just like, oh well, here's a picture of Brent. Every 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 fourth scroll is Brent's face. Yeah, you know no one I mean? wants to see that. Nah, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> <laughs> but then for you, you, are you a you're a social person for sure? I, I am and I'm not. Okay, I I am I am social by design. Like just my everything about me is social. Like when I go out, I don't give a shit where I am. I don't care who's around me. I will make a conversation. I'll make a friend with somebody. Like I'll say it like my wife breaks my chops about all the time. Like we'll go into the deli or something and I'll get into a conversation with three people behind the counter. And she's like, can we go? You know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But like, at the same time, like I don't like going to parties. I don't like going to big events. Like, and it's, it's not that I don't like talking to the people that I don't enjoy it. I just, I'm not the type of person to go out there and want to be in those types of environments. Yeah, You know, like I'll still go there and I'll still talk to a bunch of people and have a great time having conversations, but those are not the environments I want to be in. I'd rather be sitting in a small room somewhere with like three other people joking about, you know, movies and what they haven't seen and why Jurassic Park is great. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, at least you nailed it. This, this, uh, you nailed it with Gremlins too. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah. Thanks. Good job. We got it. We need like a sliding scale. Like what, what, are, how many, like five icons or something like that. Brent the intern gives this like, what is it? What is a good icon for that? <laughs> uh, dinosaur. Yes, five. Di- how many dinosaurs <laughs> do you give Gremlins to? From what you've seen. Uh, from what I've seen, I'm going to give it a f- four. Four dinosaurs. Four dinosaurs. I wanted to say I was going to say like uh, four and a half dinosaurs. You're going to have to be like I mean, dude. You gave Jurassic Park such a hard time. Jurassic Park gets no dinosaurs. Dude. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Guy, dude, you got real aggressive. <laughs> Taking all the dinosaurs. I'm pretty sure that it's like against like the Canadian Constitution to do what you just did. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to be aggressive. Yeah, dude, there's gonna be some Mounties knocking at the door right now. A couple of horses to take <laughs> you away. Okay, so I think that was a pretty successful uh, conversation so far. Um, uh, we are absolutely loving the uh, responses so far. It's been like an awesome conversation um keep them coming uh and don't forget to send in your recommendations for what we have to make brent the intern watch um we're gonna see how far he makes it through these movies and we're gonna see what his opinion is um and then we're gonna judge him harshly on them uh because he's got it coming um and i am going to give you one in the meantime yeah while we build up this database of movies for you to watch. Now these are classics. Now, like I said, these are not IMDb classics. These are not Academy Award classics. These are true classics. I thought you were going to say true trash. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go. I'm going to go straight into the world that we were talking about last episode, and you should watch Encino Man, starring Paulie Shore. This is perfect because you know what I seen that you. You kind of had a debate with somebody on Reddit. Yeah. He loved it. You hated it. No, I love Encino Man. Oh, Encino Man. Sorry, I'm thinking of Biodome. Biodome. Biodome is garbage. <laughs> See, I watched the tra- the trailer for Biodome. Yeah. I was like, man, this movie looks fucking great. Really? You want to do a yeah. double feature? Yeah, I'll do a double, double feature. feature. Encino Shorten. Man versus Biodome. Let's see what you Ooh, think. Let's okay. See, let's see what you think. This is the challenge. Yeah, dude, I'll watch them both. Yes. All right. Are you or are you just going to watch the first five minutes of both of them? 
I can say that I'm definitely going to watch Biodome because I watched the trailer and I was like, this movie looks, it's like my childhood, man. Biodome is garbage. Garbage. Total garbage. It's weird because like I super respect your opinion when it comes to design and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then you talk about movies and I've noticed that like the guy on Reddit suggested that Biodome was really good. Yeah. So I checked the trailer out. You, you're telling me how great <laughs> Encino Man is. I haven't watched the trailer yet. <laughs> John's opinions about movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. All right, cool. So we'll see how this goes. We'll see how All this right. goes. We'll see what the people say. So far, I mean, everyone's had my back so far for the most part. Every message I've read so far has just been like, Jurassic Park's awesome. Even the better brother says Jurassic Park is better than you're giving it credit for. That guy doesn't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, I'm on your side. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, all right. So we get that out of the way. Um, that being said, do us all a favor. Rate and review the podcast where you can um, because it does help. And I hate to say that and I hate to play into the algorithms, but we're trying to, we're trying to reach people here. Um, so unfortunately, we have to play into the algorithm. So if you could rate and review it, that would be awesome. Thank you, guys. Um, we've had a lot of really good ones so far, and that's helped a lot, helped us you know, boost up there and hopefully get into more headphones. Um, don't forget brand by hand is coming out soon. Um, so hit up Amazon and pre-order or go to contino.book.com and see where else you can grab it. We're also going to have signed copies up there and other merch, uh, related to it. Um, and if you got questions, nosecast.com, scroll down, ask a question, leave a comment and, uh, let's get ready for the battle Royale next week. Stay up! A frozen break that power blasts the truth! Melting to the soul, I'm freaking through!